I just got to say, I had to have been the best looking baby out of all that, right? I mean, come on now. Uh, about 11 months ago, and I say about, it was actually exactly a month ago yesterday, uh, I became a father. And it's hard to believe some of you are like, oh my goodness, May is 11 months old already. She is. She's almost a year old. And I'll just tell you that that is one thing that has changed my life almost more than any other thing. And how many of you in here, you are parents? Raise your hand. Okay, it's about the same as, as last service. It, about two-thirds or so of you are parents, and probably a lot of the rest of you are uh, probably going to become parents someday. And um, you know as well as I know that becoming a parent changes a whole lot in your life. And a few things for me uh, that it's done is it, I realize that there, are, there is a set of eyes <laughs> that is watching me at all times and watching how I interact with people, how I, I worship God, how I, uh, you know, do my devotions, how I do, you know, she's watching everything that I do. And I know that she's maybe uh, just starting to, to catch on to some things and cognitively and all that, uh, but she's watching what I do. And that, um, I don't know, that kind of, that scares me a little bit, but uh, it makes me realize I got to step up my game. I got to make sure that, you know, this isn't just my life now. I'm affecting you know, another life, and it, it just kind of changes things for me a little bit, changes my perspective, uh, changes the way I think about unconditional love. I mean, man, I grew up always hearing that, you know, God loves you unconditionally, and I don't know if I'll ever quite grasp what that really means, uh, but I'm starting to see a little bit more, you know, what that is. And, and the way I love May, I just, it's just unconditional, and I, I start to get that a little bit more and how, how God loves me. And one of the last things that it's done for me, it changes the way I read the Word of God. I don't know if anyone else, this has affected you like this when you became a mom or became a dad. It affected the way you read God's Word. It affected the way you read the Bible. It's kind of like if you go new car shopping and you do all the research and I'll like look at hundreds of cars online and all the consumer reports and all that and figure out what's the you know, what the best deal is. And at the end of it, you're like, okay, pretty much you get what you pay for anyway. But uh, I'm doing all the research. And right when you start figuring out what car you want, you see that car everywhere, right? I mean, you see it on the road, you see it on the highway, and you're like, man, everyone is driving this thing. I never realized it. It's because you have a different focus. You have a different lens that you're kind of looking through. And for the Bible with me, it's, it, having, a, having May has changed the way I look at things. Uh, it's, it's a different lens to read the Bible through. So there's certain verses that'll stick out to me that before, I mean, I just glance right over them and keep going. Uh, but one in particular, if you have your Bibles today, if you'd open up to Proverbs uh, chapter 22 in verse 6, uh, th- this is a verse of Scripture that, in my opinion, is one of the most overused and perhaps underexamined Scriptures in all the Bible. Anytime you hear a parenting sermon or a, a talk or whatever, uh, you hear this, this verse. I mean, it's, it's a very popular verse. And so if you have that, uh, we're going to read it and, and kind of dig into it a little bit today. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. It says, train a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Train a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Now, for me, growing up and up until basically um, a few months ago, this scripture kind of read like this to me. If you can just jam enough scripture and Bible and, and, and prayer and uh, whatever, if you can just cram enough God into your kid, somehow by osmosis, they're going to get it. And uh, they might have some wild years where they, you know, go do their own thing, but they're going to come around and they're going to be fine. And they're going to they're gonna make it. 
And I don't know if that's quite the way uh, it's intended to be read. It, it, it's not maybe supposed to be so much of a, a Christian boot camp, you know, train your kid. Uh, but I came across something that really changed the way I look at this scripture. And I know most of you know this, but the Bible was not written in English, believe it or not. And, and this, this particular scripture was written in Hebrew. And this word train, uh, it has a whole history behind it. But basically this word train refers to what Hebrew midwives would do to newborn babies to get them to eat. They would actually take dried, uh, crushed dates or olive oil. They'd rub it on the roof of the mouth of the newborn baby. And then they would want to take food. They would want to nourish themselves. And so if you have that understanding and you look at this verse again, it, it reads a little bit differently. Um, it it kind of reads like this. Create a desire for God in your kids. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Create a passion and a desire for God in your kids' lives. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. And so today, uh, it's real simple what we're going to do. We're going to talk about how do we create a passion? How do we create a desire for God in our kids? And, and when I say kids, I, I, I'm, I'm targeting anything infant to 18, but I mean, I know it, you, can, you can go well beyond there, but that's kind of my focus today. But how do we create a desire for God in our kids? And, and honestly, this could be like an eight-week series. I mean, we could talk about this uh, for a long time. And so I, I don't think for a second that I'm going to give you an exhaustive parenting sermon that's going to answer all your questions. I, I understand that. But I do want to hit on, on one area in particular that we can focus on today. And it's the partnership between you as parents and the church. How does that look? Because Man, you'd be surprised. I've gotten calls before that make it sound like it's my responsibility to raise your kids. <laughs> and I've gotten calls before that, that it's, it's more like, no, 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 I, you don't have any influence on my kid. I'm going to raise them the way I want to and uh, everything in between. And so today I think we can talk about the balance between the church and parents. How does that look? Because we're here to be a partner with you. We're not here to raise your kids, but we are here to play a part. We are here to influence uh, your children. And, and for those of you who don't have children in here, don't check out on me, okay? This, is, this, this definitely has some things that are going to apply to you because honestly, the best thing that we can do as parents or, or future parents for our children is to be an on-fire, passionate follower of Jesus Christ. So a lot of things are, are as Pastor Aaron would say, they're, they're caught, they're not taught. And so, uh, you know, as those, those sets of eyes are looking at me, my daughter May, I want to make sure that I am on fire for God. And so today, you're probably wondering why are there three stools up here? I'm going to be done talking in like a minute here or less than a minute. And we're going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, I figure what better way to talk about this partnership than to bring up a couple of people who, um, who work with your kids every single uh, week, pretty much. And, and so we're going to bring up Kevin and Elisha. And since this is a kids and youth service um, kind of deal, we're not going to do it just normal. And so for your safety... Everyone listen to me. I'm serious right now. I'm not joking around. I'm not laughing. For your safety, stay seated during this time. We're going to introduce them the way that we would introduce them in a kids or youth service. So get ready for this. And this isn't my idea, sort of, uh, sort of was. But um, anyway, stay seated. And in the, the famous words of Ryan Seacrest, dim the lights and let's get started. And now... Coming to you live from Germantown, Wisconsin, the two men who make Life Church's family-focused department rock. Please give a warm introduction to Kevin Ganier and Elisha 
Garcia. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Hello. Wow. I just got to take a look at this bike. I'm seeing, I'm seeing purple, I'm seeing pink, and aqua green. Aqua That's, green. Lance Armstrong says it's not about the bike, so. Oh, okay. Well, that is whatever. Incorrect. I think in Elisha's mind, this is how he enters the office every day, you that know, in his head. in my head every morning. Yeah, so uh, anyway. That's cool. That's cool. You guys have fun? Is that a good time? I like that. You can do some sweet tricks on that Razor yeah, scooter. Yeah, <laughs> and I like your infant yeah. helmet over there. That's it's awesome. a little small, but uh, it does a job. It does a job. It's good. Well, anyway, uh, Kevin Ganier, uh, uh, this is Kevin Ganier. This is Elisha Garcia. Kevin, explain to me a little bit what do you do here at Life Church? What's your role? I am the elementary director, uh, which means that I am responsible for kids that are in kindergarten all the way through fifth grade. Um, and that entails our weekend services, our midweek small groups, uh, all our summer camps, uh, big events, kids' fest, egg hunt. And uh, all the things that are involved with that is under my responsibility, so kindergarten through fifth grade. So when you guys are in here, he is feeding pixie sticks to your pixie children. Pixie sticks. But we also teach them about Jesus, which is cool. Oh, okay. And uh, it kind of goes... We're not sure. We, we have no proof. It goes hand in hand, and um, I, I do feed them lots of candy. Yeah. Kinda like grandparents. Yeah, we're grandparents. We yeah. just give them back at the end get of an hour. Bit, and then we, yeah, yeah we just right have fun back. with that. Good luck with that yeah. extra... That's cool. That's that cool. super rope or whatever super you give rope. them. That's 34 yeah. inches of fun. 34 yeah. inches of fun. Wow. 34 inches of fun. Super rope, yep. And Elisha Garcia, why don't you explain to me a little bit, what do you do here at Life Church? I am the student ministries director, which means I oversee everything from 6th grade to 12th grade. I oversee, obviously, mission trips and camps, a lot of the same kind of things that go on in Life Kids. We do and mirror for students. A cool thing, uh, you guys get a service every weekend. Kids get a service every weekend. We provide the exact same thing for students on Wednesday nights, man. Uh, worship and a presentation of the gospel. We just tend to do things in a little bit more of a uh, wild uh, way. Things get a little crazy back there, I'll be honest. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I do here. As you probably uh, saw, you know, in our little introduction, that was kind of, we did that very, uh, for a reason. It's because at Life Church, one of the big things that, one of the big values that we have is, is to create memorable moments. And in fact, every single weekend when we're sitting down and, and kind of planning the service and the weekend service, um, we talk about what is the, the what's going to be the memorable moment? What are things going to, what are people going to walk away remembering? And so we do things like this introduction because... Uh, I doubt anyone in here will forget the way they came on the stage today. And so we do things like that intentionally, and especially um, with kids and youth. They're such at an impressionable age that if we can create memories that stick with them and, and uh, you know, mission strips, I won't steal your thunder, but I, I want to talk to Elisha a little bit about what are some of the things, uh, particularly in our student ministry, that you do uh, to help create these memorable moments. You know, camps and mission strips are... Uh, a big given. I mean, that's something that you can obviously see that when your student returns or even uh, other students here in 
uh, in Life Church when they return, there's something different about them, but something that we strive to do uh, in our student ministries is uh, when we sit down and begin to plan out our, our next series or what we're going to be preaching about, myself and, and my staff, we sit down and we go, what is, what is something that a student can walk away going, man, I've, I've never seen that done before? And not just for wow factor's sake, but we believe that uh, there's a million different things out there, out there that, are, that are vying for the attention of your student. There's a mi- million different media outlets and, and uh, resources and things that are just uh, constantly uh, vying for their attention. And, and we believe that, that, honestly, they're doing a good job of getting the attention of your students. And so we, we began to just kind of sit back and go, oh, man. How can we leverage that? How, how can we uh, not just adopt the things that the world is doing, but leverage you know, some, some moments, some opportunities to go, if a student can experience Jesus Christ in a fun, wild, uh, never-before-seen way, they're not going to forget it. You know, the, the scripture training up a child and the, the way that they should go, there, there's, there's no reason that we can't do that in a creative and fun way. I mean, if you ever pop into a, a Wednesday night service, um, there, there are some pretty crazy things going on, good things, but crazy things going on back there. And I would encourage you, man, if, if you were a parent or even a grandparent of, of a student, man, just, just check us out once in a while. See what we're doing. Uh, understand that the presentation of the gospel to your student is happening in a fun and, and relevant way. But we're doing it in such a manner where, um, where we're grabbing the attention of a student. And, and when they leave, they're going, I had no idea that... that, that a church could be fun. I had no idea that, that I could see Jesus in, in this kind of a way. So tell me, how does like filling up a toilet with Mountain Dew and bobbing for Twix bars, how does that play that into disgusting. your little deal? We were preaching about Jonah. and No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. That was a part of a different regime. I think that actually happened when you were the student pastor I here. really that don't was, remember. That nothing to do with me. I don't remember. Uh, but I, I know, you know, just kind of piggybacking off of Elisha here, that... Uh, especially when it comes to, we provide opportunities like missions trips and, and camps and conventions and retreats and things like that. There's even, you know, camps and, and retreats for elementary age. And we do that. Uh, I know that sometimes it can be financially a stretch at times. And I, I know that. But I'd encourage you, take advantage of those opportunities. You, uh, you'd be surprised how many, uh, how many students point back. You know, students, you know, 10 years down the road, they point back and say, man, it was at camp that I felt a call of God on my life. It was at that retreat that I've, I felt God move like no other. And it was at that, you know, missions trip that I really was impacted and, and had a broken heart for the lost. And so, um, you know, I could even point back to, it was on a, a youth trip to Kansas City, Missouri when I, when I got my calling into ministry. And I, I, man, I will never forget that. I could tell you exactly where I was sitting. I could go right back to the place and say, this is when it happened on August 5th, 2001. I mean, I can go back because it was a memory. It, it was a memory that I had. And, and, and so we try to do that with students all the time. And, and later in the service, you're going to hear from some of our graduating seniors a little bit about some of them that, you know, got called into, you know, full-time vocational ministry or marketplace ministry. And it, it, I think almost every one of them, it was at like a youth event or a camp or, you know, something like that. And so uh, we try to do that. And as parents, I just want to encourage you to uh, take this principle home um, as far as creating memories with your children. Go on, you know, go on trips. 
go on vacations. You may, might say, I don't have any money to go on a vacation right now or whatever. Well, take them camping. You know, how much that doesn't cost a whole lot of money. Take them camping, go fishing, do things together as a family to help create those memories. It's so important. There's no, um, you know, you look at Jesus and his ministry in the Bible, how he taught in parables and his miracles. I mean, there are things that you aren't going to forget, and he did that on purpose. You look back in the Old Testament, uh, you look at Moses and how he constantly tells the Israelites, remember the time that God did this. Remember the time where God delivered us from this. And so creating memories is a huge part uh, of what we do here. Another, another aspect of, of what we do to create a desire for God in our, in our students is, is to create this partnership that I just talked about a little bit between parents and, and, and staff and, and the church. And creating that partnership is, is so vital because for students, there needs to be a consistency between what they see at home and, and what they see at church. And so, Kevin, I want to talk to you a little bit. What are some things that, that you're doing and, and that we're doing as a family-focused department uh, to help create this partnership? And, and what are some things that parents can do to help this partnership along? Part of my job is to help you in this partnership raise spiritual champions. Um, and part of that, I think, starts with you guys as parents. And uh, one of the big things that I would encourage you to do is to begin to pray for your kids. And I know that we all pray for our kids in our own uh, quiet times with God. Uh, but after the busyness of the day, after all the milk is picked up off the floor, after all the noses are wiped and uh, the, cal the calm comes across the house and the kids are sleeping, that awesome time that we all love, I would encourage you at that time and, uh, to go into their room and just to begin to pray for them. And uh, that is, it's a powerful deal. And you might say, well, I don't really know, you know, what do I pray for? What do I pray for your kid, for my kids? Um, part of what Sharon and I do uh, for our sons is we, number one, we pray, that we thank God for the blessing of them. And I know there are times, there are days, there are hours, there are sometimes week spans where they don't really feel like a blessing. Uh, but the Bible says that they are a blessing. And uh, so we thank, we thank God for our kids. Uh, secondly, we pray protection over them, uh, that God that would just protect them. Se thirdly, uh, we pray that they would become mighty men of God and uh, that they would find him at an early age. And those are just some small things that you can begin to pray over your children. Uh, and that's a powerful tool that you can begin this partnership. Uh, secondly, the thing that I would encourage you to do is to begin to model what it is to be a Christ follower. Um, it is said that things are caught, not taught. And uh, for you to, I would encourage you to begin to let your kids see you pray. Let your kids see you doing your devotions in the living room. I always remember coming out on Saturday mornings, my dad would get up early and we'd sleep in. And uh, he'd be in his robe and uh, sitting on the couch and just be reading his Bible. And we're always like, Dad, what are you doing? I'm doing my devotions. Be begin to let your kids see that and uh, just begin to model that for them. Um, one, of the, one of the main things that we do in Life Kids in elementary and in preschool, uh, if you have one of those kids in that age range, you get a map book, and uh, you're all kind of familiar with what that is. It's a great tool for me and for you. For me, it's uh, reinforcing. Uh, kids learn by repetition. And uh, for you to begin to go over that with the week, it tells them what the Bible verse was again. It goes over kind of the main points of the lesson that they learned. Uh, and it also for you guys, for you parents, it is a great tool to begin those God conversations because we always want those. We always want to have those God conversations with our kids. We always want to do that. And sometimes we just don't know how to start those conversations. And uh, this is a great tool to begin those conversations with your kids. Uh, the other thing that we do is we hold big events. We have uh, Kids Fest, which is on Halloween, 
And uh, that's a great tool, a uh, great event for families to come together and participate. Our egg hunt, extravagant, extreme. We take all the, ex, the X words. And Forgot try to excellent. Excellent. My favorite. <laughs> and uh, we try to switch it up a little bit. Uh, but that's a great event for families to be together. We also just had one this last uh, Sunday called The Amazing Race, our 5K, where families and kids could come together, raise some money for missions, and just have a good time together being families. Go ahead and watch this clip. is a blue shoots up through the stony ground there's no room no space to rent in this town you're out of luck and the reason that you had to care the traffic is stuck and you're not moving anywhere you thought you found a friend Take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful day Isn't that, isn't that awesome? And to me, that's so encouraging to see families doing that together. And uh, we want to be able to create opportunities like that. And so you're going to see a lot of the events that we do uh, have a family focus to them. They have, um, you know, everyone can come out and do it. And so, you know, I know even at the end of the summer, well, we'll do 4th of July. And then at the end of the summer, um, you know, the baptism picnic, August 30th, we're going to start, you know, unveiling some things with that and announcing that. But uh, August 30th. It, it's going to be for the whole family. Um, there's going to be kids that are going to get to see their parents get baptized, and which is awesome. There's going to be parents that are going to get to see their kids get baptized. And we try to do events like that because there's something to be said uh, of a family, 
you know, coming together and doing that. And so I just want to encourage you in that. Take advantage of those. When we, when we provide opportunities like a 5K, do that together. And, and even, you know, I look at the 5K, that could be something that you're even doing on your own. Maybe not a 5K, but you're, you're doing something together. You're raising, you're raising money for something, or you're going to a soup kitchen together. Their parent, kids need to see their parents doing that kind of thing. And so I just encourage you with that. One of the last things that we like to do here at Life Church to help create this desire is, well, we, we want to be a launching pad for students. You know, we don't just want, you know, kids to just go to the next phase of their life unprepared. We want to make sure that every student, when they graduate high school in particular, that they're ready uh, for the next phase of their life. And I don't know if you can ever be fully ready, you know, and all that. There, there's unexpected things and all that. You got to learn how to use a credit card and all that junk and try to figure out you know, all, all these little things. But spiritually, we want to know that, that we had an impact on our students and that they were ready for the next phase of their life. And so, Elisha, as, our, as our, our student pastor, I want to talk to you a little bit. What are some things that you're doing or what are some things that, that you see this ministry, Family Focus, all together doing to help prepare our students for their future? One of the incredible things that I've had the opportunity to see uh, being here over the last six months, being a part of this church, uh, that you don't get to see in a lot of other churches is this, this process that's happening from birth to graduation. You know, I've, I've been a part of uh, a few different congregations and, and even staffs, and um, in that time, what I've seen about Life Church that's unique is this intentional and strategic process that's happening for your kids and your students. And it happens, you know, with Amanda there in the back, uh, Ryan's wife, and, you know, there at, um, you know, zero through five-year-olds, you know, you, you see them getting some biblical principles early on, and uh, a lot of times you think that it's all just fun and games back there, and although it is, and I wish that so much of my life could just be that, uh, there are some biblical uh, foundational principles that are, that are happening back there, and uh, they actually talk about from zero to five years old, you're actually starting to develop uh, the idea of obedience and authority. And so uh, just establishing that here, you, Life Church, you, you've been an integral part of that. And then as that, that uh, child begins to grow up and they go into um, Life Kids over there with Kevin on the weekends, you know, and Kevin begins to uh, this process of teaching. They say the next few years of a child's life is, is all about teaching. And, and Kevin just really uh, putting those those uh, key scriptures in a kid's life and you know he talked about map books and and all of these kind of things as the process continues and then as Kevin kind of graduates these students and they come over to me they're these smelly awkward junior hires you know <laughs> trying to figure themselves out and thank God they're you know they come to me and uh, but the next few years it's you know it's it's coaching in their life and so what I've just been able to see here at Life Church man is this incredible process that's been placed for your kids and, and your students. And when they come to student ministries, you know, we, we do provide them the opportunities to go on mission trips and, and camps and retreats and conventions because we know and, and, and we believe that people's students' lives, man, are changed in these moments. You know, I personally remember being 17 years old and going to El Salvador and, and helping out uh, a church in the Darien jungle, which is just right on the border of Colombia. And I remember that trip changing my entire perspective and relationship with Jesus Christ. And man, we are giving those opportunities to your students and to your children. Don't take lightly these opportunities. 
don't take lightly that, that these trips are here for them because it's not just all about fun. Sure, we are. We're going to have some fun, and they're going to come back with some crazy stories, and Pastor Elisha lets you do what? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, but at the heart of it, we know that students and kids' lives, man, they are completely 180 changed on, on these trips and in these moments. In fact, we've got a clip that we'd like to show you of, of some students that are getting ready to graduate and leave this place and what you as a church have been able to do for them. Take a look. How has Life Church helped play a part in your future? Um, they showed me like, um, God, like God has a plan for my life and that um, I, I might not know it, but I will like figure it out. And he works in steps and he's not just going to do everything over tomorrow. <laughs> Life Church has been a big part of my life all throughout middle school and high school, and it's helped me through the hard times that I've had to go through, and at a driven summer camp is where I got called into the ministry, so it's been a big part of my life. I was on a mission trip in Guatemala, and that's where my whole calling thing came into place. So basically, Life Church just helped me grow to being a better following God, so. It's helped. I don't know, the summer camps and stuff just helped me better my life and it got me closer to God and just helped out. It's all the friends I've made here. It's helped me, I don't know, just develop me more, you know, as a person and stuff. Uh, two years ago during the summer um, at the camp that uh, the church put on, that Driven put on up at Blue Harbor, I felt the calling into the, uh, into the military. And then over the next year, I uh, struggled with the calling a little bit because it seems so, so different. And um, with Pastor Ryan and now Pastor Elisha, Pastor Aaron, um, their prayer and their support and talking to them and the other driven leaders, I have found that God can call you to that and that no matter where he calls you, you can do great things for him and with him. And I know that the next 10 years, the next 20 years, the rest of my life, both the military and what Life Church has done for me will, will uh, carry on and will allow me to help others. Man, for me, that's, that's so cool to see. That, that's kind of what this whole thing leads up to is, is, is to launch students out into their futures. And, uh, you know, statistics tell us that 80% of students, um, church-going students, end up falling away from God right when they get into college. And that's a pretty staggering statistic. We don't want that to be said of Life Church. And so we try to prepare our students to go out. And that was just a few of the students that are graduating. There, there's several more. Uh, and more stories just like that of what God's doing in their lives. And it's pretty cool to see, you know, like a Danny Infield, you know, four, four or five years later come back and lead worship and see what God's doing in his life. And it's cool to see, you know, there's two or three staff members that, you know, kind of grew up uh, in this church or, or, or uh, you know, found Christ at the student ministry here. And now we're on staff here at Life Church, and that's, that's awesome. Um, even our intern this summer, Jason Crawford. I, I didn't see him. Is he here? Yeah, stand up. JC, give him a hand. He will be performing random tasks throughout this summer. Uh, I already saw him mowing lawn and all that. But, but JC, um, you know, came out of this student ministry and is now at the Oaks School of Leadership in Dallas, Texas, training to be a youth pastor. I mean, it's just story after story like that. And, and at in student ministry, a lot of times the reward um, isn't until like five, six years down the road when you see students come back. I've, I've had students give me a call and, and tell me what God's doing in their life, and that's, that's awesome. 
Uh, that, that's pretty incredible. And so, uh, you know, there's so much that we could say. Honestly, we had to cut this thing in, in about half on Thursday when we were kind of going through it because just, we just have so much to share. We're all very passionate about what we do. We've all been called to do this, and, and, and so we, we're very passionate about it. But one last thing, you might be thinking, well, what, what should I do <laughs> with all this? You know, maybe, maybe you don't even have kids, and you're like, Okay, well, great for the people that have kids, but what am I supposed to do? I want to tell you that us, all of everyone in this room as a congregation, uh, we have a responsibility to the children of Life Church. We have a responsibility to, to model uh, what a Christ follower, what that life really looks like, and, and, and to be that influence in their life. I know we talked about being, being a Yoda <laughs> to somebody. It's that role with our students. And so, Kevin. If there's somebody sitting in this room that, man, they might not even have kids or they're trying to figure out, well, what should I do? How do I, you know, chew on this? What would you give, what advice would you give them? What can they do? I think uh, first and foremost, again, uh, even if you don't have kids, I would encourage you to begin to pray for the students of Life Church. Um, kids nowadays are uh, being exposed to and influenced at a different level than you, you or I were. Um, that what we ex- were exposed to in high school those kids are now getting exposed to in junior high and in fifth grade, and that it keeps going down. I would encourage you to begin to pray for the students of Life Church that God would just protect them and uh, that they would make the, those right choices. Uh, secondly, I would say get involved. Um, part, and then part of the mentor or modeling parents, just be involved. Show them what service is. Uh, we have plenty of opportunities in uh, the preschool area and the nursery area for parents just or grandparents, parents just to love on some babies. And uh, again, in uh, elementary, to begin to teach and lead small groups and sports camps and go to camp. And then I know Pastor Elijah in uh, Driven Student Ministries has tons of opportunities. And you might say, well, you know, I don't know if I really like kids. They kind of smell funny. And, uh, you know, I don't know about that whole deal. Find a place. We have plenty of opportunities for you to get involved. And uh, so, number one, just begin to pray for the students of Life Church. And then secondly, find a place in ministry. Plug in here. Connect to Life Church and begin to help raise spiritual champions at Life Church. Before we, uh, we're about to kind of wrap up here, um, I just wanted to give Pastor Elisha an opportunity um, to kind of speak just a, a word of encouragement to all of those who are graduating both high school or college, and, uh, and then he's going to pray a uh, prayer blessing over you, and then we're going to wrap up. If you are a uh, graduate of, or graduating, excuse me, college or high school, if you would please just stand right where you're at, just real quick. I know there's a few of you in the room. You guys, this morning, I... I I want to talk to you and give you just a word of encouragement because it wasn't too long ago when I was uh, graduating high school, four years ago, pretty crazy to think about, but I remember this time in my life, um, graduating high school, going, God, what's next for my life? And I remember it being a very uncertain time in my life. I remember it being one of those times where, you know, I had my uh, feet in both places. God, should I do this or should I do this? I remember thinking, God, should I go and fly planes for the Marines or should I go into full-time vocational ministry? You know, it was, it was very much, my mind was in two places. And, and I know that when you come to a time like this, um, when there's a moment of uncertainty, I know the rock, I know the place that I can go to that I can trust the most, that I can stand firm on is God's word. And honestly, the scripture that got me through and still gets me through times of uncertainty is this Jeremiah 29, 11. Bible says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope 
and a future. Guys, this morning, let me encourage you and let me tell you that it may be an uncertain time in your life. It may be a moment where you're going, Lord, I have no idea what's next. I, I don't know where I'm going. My family wants me to do this, and, and I want to do this, and, but God, I feel like you're calling me to this, and I just I don't know what to do. Understand that God, who stands outside of time, who formed you and I, who knit us together in our mother's womb, understand that he sees your future. He's got plans for you. The Bible says plans not to harm you, but to prosper you. His future, man, it's laid out before him. And if you would but submit yourself to his will, if you would but say, God, what do you want me to set my hands to? He's going to let you know, and he's going to prosper you in the process. If you're around one of these graduating uh, individuals, if you would just lay your hands on them, I want to pray for you guys this morning. Lord, I thank you so much.